0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Hi, this is Dr. Andy Barlow with the Chiropractic Physician Center of Tupelo and author of the number one best-selling book, The Code Breaker. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Then call my office at 662-844-1414 and order my new book, The Code Breaker. And welcome in on this Friday to The Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borkey. Always glad that you guys are with me Today, talking recruiting, another commitment for Ole Miss dropped very, very late last night. A bit of a surprise, but a really good pickup for Lane Kiffin. And uh, the train, no pun intended, although I guess pun kind of intended, uh, the train continues to roll in recruiting for Ole Miss right now. Really good things happening in that regard. So I'll tell you who that is, where he's from, why it matters. And also, I got a question last night from a friend about the name, image, and likeness situation involving one Ole Miss player in particular. I'll tell you about that as well coming up right here on the podcast. And uh, speaking of name, image, and likeness, if you want more of uh, of my thoughts on that on the live stream this morning, I, I talked a lot about the name, image, and likeness thing uh, as a general Sense Not from an Ole Miss perspective, obviously, because that stream is more focused on everybody and not just Ole Miss. But from a overall perspective, if you want my thoughts on that, you can get it there. Just find me on Twitter or YouTube or Facebook, and, and you can see it there. Uh, but I will talk about Ole Miss in particular. Answer a question I got from a friend uh, coming up today. As a reminder, my name is Michael Bork. You can find me anywhere. Twitter, just search my name. I'm not very creative. You can find it there. Facebook, same thing, not very creative on Facebook either, and uh, YouTube as well. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, at Michael Borky. And before we get into all that, I do want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, ABS. Advantage Business Systems has been uh, family-owned and operated since 1976. They did get their start in Jackson, but they service the entire state of Mississippi. It's an office technology solutions company that emphasizes doing business with other Mississippi Companies, what do they offer? It's copiers and printers, mail machines, shipping systems, voiceover, IP phones, document management, IT services like cloud storage, data security, virtual CIO, stuff like that. If you want a complimentary office technology assessment, they'll do it for you. Complimentary, call this number 601 362 9192 or visit absms.com. When you call abs, you get a live person every time. When they send somebody out to your business to help you, it's somebody from your area. Their texts are scattered across the state, located in your backyard. You probably know each other because that's how this state goes. So uh, call again, 601-362-9192 or visit absms.com. Also want to remind you, the podcast is brought to you by LBs. And what a weekend, what a weekend to get started at LBs. It's 4th of July. The weather is going to be absolutely beautiful. Get your start at LB's. It's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. It is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat, especially on a day like Sunday where the high is going to be 86. Very little, if any, clouds in the sky. Perfect grilling weather. And get that started at LB's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Or get one of their daily lunch specials. Those are Monday through Friday. Tell Greg that I sent you. Tell ABS that I sent you as well. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. So the name, image, and likeness thing, I'll start with that, actually, because I got a text from a friend this morning that uh, said so eloquently, why the hell hasn't Matt Corral signed a deal yet? (laughs) Uh, This friend in particular is worried. And I said, my response was, he will, don't worry. And he said, good, because I'm worried that you know, these other schools have gotten signatures and Ole Miss hasn't, and it doesn't look good for Ole Miss. I, I, that is a very legitimate question and concern because Ole Miss has not made any announcement yet, or an Ole Miss player has not made any sort of announcement yet about a potential endorsement. And when you've got Bo Nix, who's bad, one state over getting an endorsement deal, and that's up on Instagram or wherever he posted it, makes you wonder, and that's fair. But I will tell you this. As far as I understand it, uh, I've been told by somebody who would know that Matt Corral has been absolutely flooded, and he's not the only one, but he has been absolutely flooded with opportunities. They're just trying to figure out what the right one for him would be. He is marketable. He will be marketed. He's one of the hottest names. in. He should be one of the hottest names in college football. People know who he is. Uh, he will get his, trust me. Just because it hasn't been announced yet does not mean it is not in the works, does not mean it's not coming, and does not mean it will not be a high level uh, of endorsements for somebody like him. He's already involved with that uh, that app or whatever uh, that De'Eric King is on. Uh, I should have this up. I can't believe I don't. I'll tell you what it's called here in a second. Um, basically, they're doing NFTs and, and stuff like that. Um, Dreamfield is what it's called. Dreamfield. Mackenzie Milton and De'Aric King kind of started this, but what they'll do is um, booking live events, autograph signings, meet and greets, speaking engagements, stuff like that. Matt Corral currently on the app is asking for $10,000 for an appearance. <laughs> Shoot your shot, kid. Uh, De'Aric King's price is about $2,000. Milton's is 2000 Michael Penix from Indiana's is 500 Uh Maybe that's just like a placeholder for Corral or... You could look at it two different ways. Um, What would you rather do if you're a quarterback who's trying to get ready for a season who doesn't have a whole lot of time on his hands? Would you rather do five events for $2,000 each or one event for $10,000? If the money's the same and the time commitment is significantly less, wouldn't you want to do the one that requires less of your time? So maybe that's the approach. And and I've heard that about him as well. But uh, don't you worry if you're one of those people and is worried about Ole Miss players and their marketability, it, it's coming, especially from your quarterback, which is the most important position. But uh, just because it has not as thunder rolls in the background, I hope you can't hear that. Uh, just because it hasn't been announced yet does not mean it's not in the works. Uh, John Rice Plumley, if he wants it, will have plenty. Uh, but I know, for, for, I know without a doubt that Matt Corral has been uh, flooded with potential opportunities they're just going to be selective that's their approach it sounds like so that announcement will come don't worry if you think that Bo Nix getting one and Ole Miss not announcing one yet is bad don't worry about it Matt Corral will get a lot more (laughs) than whatever Bo Nix got for that sweet tea situation Um, and and it's great I think there's a possibility that it could level the playing field some it will either In my opinion, and again, go listen to the live stream this morning if you want to hear in general thoughts, but I do think that it it could possibly help close the gap, even if it's marginal. I don't think it could further the gap. Alabama's already signing whoever they want, so is Clemson and Ohio State. Alabama cannot recruit any better than they already do. I do think, if done correctly, done the right way, uh, this could help Ole Miss potentially maybe keep some in-state guys around, stuff like that, uh, if they do it the right way. And so it's very important um, that guys like Matt Corral can show, and they will show, that you can be marketable at Ole Miss as well, and they will do that. I'm confident in that. But uh, if anything, I think it might possibly close the gap. Definitely can't get any wider, so I wouldn't be worried about that if I were you. I've talked about this a lot lately. I'm glad it's here. I'm glad it's possible. Uh, I remember, and and I I know and have known about stories like this all over the country where um, it's good for guys like De'Aaron King and Matt Corral who will make a bunch of money, but in in some cases, these players that are marketable don't exactly need it. The the ones that I'm really happy for today are the guys like, I, I won't name names actually, but I know many players have heard stories, know firsthand guys that I played with in high school that went on to college and the countless number of stories from college football players that you hear that are like this. But there's one guy that I'm thinking of in particular that came from absolutely nothing. Arrived at school with like a duffel bag with all of his stuff that he owned Um, at times had to live in a home without uh, electric electricity or running water. Um, Mom worked hard, but it just wasn't enough and um, didn't have anything. You'd be surprised at how many college athletes, not just football players, athletes come from a background that is like that. And those guys now, even if they're not the most marketable players, some of them are, you'd be surprised, but those guys now can – do an autograph signing, you know, make uh, do a promotional thing on Instagram or something like that and send a few hundred bucks home to mom to help pay the bills. You know, I mean, th- those kids far outweigh the number of ones that are going to make real money in this thing. The ones that need it, that couldn't capitalize on being a college athlete before they can now above board. I'm happy for those kids because there's a lot of them. There's some on every college football team in America. And those those guys, undoubtedly, there's some on the Ole Miss roster that will now get to help out above board not and not worry about eligibility or NCAA rules or anything. Above board, will get to help out. And I'm really excited for those guys, the ones that are like them. So anyway, that's waxing poetic a little bit. But uh, if you want to hear more, check out the live stream. You guys are here, though. The title is about another four-star recruit, Ole Miss, inked. Well, not inked, got committed. This recruiting is far from over. But got committed last night from Germantown. Not a particularly Ole Miss-friendly place, but a four-star defensive tackle. Uh, Xavier Harris, I hope I'm saying that first name correctly. It's Z-X-A-V-I-A-N. Uh, so two ways you could approach that, I suppose, but, uh, big. And when I say big, I mean, big like six foot six, 330 pounds, big, just a massive, massive individual, um, committed late, late, late last night to Ole Miss, a four-star defensive lineman, which is something that they have struggled for years to sign. You've got a big one in last year's class. And now you've got another one. Randall Joyner is exceptional at his job. Just uh, remember that. But get another commitment last night. Uh, His top six was Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. And that was a true top six. Not one of those where you wonder if they actually have that Alabama offer. Everybody in the country wanted this kid because of his size and his ability. And Ole Miss got him committed last night. And like I said, this recruitment is far from over, not even close to being over. If he committed to Mississippi State last night, I'd be saying the same thing. recruitments it's not over. But the overwhelming majority of commitments stick. The overwhelming majority of them do. So getting a commitment like this, odds tell you it's going to stick. It may not. This recruitment's not over. But having committed to Ole Miss next to this kid is, is important for sure, especially where he is without a doubt. He's the 19th ranked defensive tackle in the 2022 class in the country. Um, I'm telling you, Randall Joyner is a rock star. Th- this kind of stuff is going to continue as long as he's there for sure. He has 110 tackles, 23 tackles for loss, and 12 and a half sacks in the, the last two seasons at Germantown. He is an unbelievably massive kid, but it also shows you, like I talked about last time we spoke in that shorter version of this. Um, It shows you it's tangible proof that the recruiting profile at Ole Miss has elevated. Tangible proof. And here you are again. For reference, so right now this is Ole Miss's third four-star commit in the class. They only have six players committed, one of which uh, Hughes, the junior college guy out of – But the linebacker. Oh gosh, where is he from? Um, Northeast Mississippi Community College. He camped, got the offer after camp. And camp offers, by the way, um, if your coaches like this player in particular, this linebacker, uh, Reginald Hughes, who doesn't have a rating yet on rivals is what I'm using, doesn't have a rating yet. Um, Camp offers means the I wouldn't look at star ranking if it's a camp offer, especially this early in the process. Lane Kiffin and their and his staff's approach is very patient and pragmatic with recruiting. They're not going to offer kids just to offer them if they don't think they can play at the SEC level. That they that's not how they're going to approach this. They're not going to offer kids just because they're from somewhere unless they believe they can play. This kid camped at Ole Miss and they immediately offered him and pushed for his commitment. That means he can really play, and they believe he can really play. So if there's no stars next to his name, that will come. But I wouldn't. Even, when they do come, I still wouldn't even look at them. Camp offers mean something different than just the offers that they throw out to kids after watching highlight tapes, for sure. Either way, they have six committed players, five of which have rankings right now. Three of them now are four stars. Three of them. For reference, last year, Ole Miss's number 17 class in the country had eight. At the end of the cycle, at eight, and that was the number 17 class in the country. They have three right now, half their class, and we still don't know what Hughes' ranking is going to be. Half their class is four stars right now. It's the summer. A lot of things will change, but what a start to to this recruiting cycle. And like I said a second ago, more tangible proof. That Lane Kiffin brings legitimacy to Ole Miss. They have a recruiting strategy that is working. They have elevated the recruiting profile at Ole Miss, and there's—I uh, mean, no denying that. Here you are again, going to a Mississippi State heavy place. Everybody thought yesterday he was going to commit to Mississippi State, and, and he did not. Late, late, late last night, a, a place where you haven't had success recently, place that is. Pretty heavily Mississippi State in a position that you have not recruited well historically. You get Malone last year, big time defensive lineman, and now here you are again. If it sticks, if you were worried, which you should have been, about them elevating the profile, here's another example. This is just what this is just what they do and what they've done. It's Lane Kiffin. It's what he does. Bringing legitimacy to old Miss. So big time get in a position of need in a place that they usually don't get, guys. And the kid is massive. I mean, just, <laughs> he's just uh, he's just – he's first off the bus and then some. Wow, he's a big kid. And uh, not too terribly far from where I sit right now. I might go uh, – if I have a free Friday night, I might go check him out and see him play. Why not, right? I might do that mentioned Matt Crow earlier, by the way, as I turned the page to the last thing. I've been saying all offseason that you guys need to be prepared for Matt Crow to not be the first-team All-SEC quarterback. I'm kind of changing my tune on that. I I could be off. What I have learned, and to be honest with you, I fall victim to that uh, myself when I do the All-SEC selections and all that stuff, A lot of the media that goes to Media Days just buys the preview magazines and uses that as their guide. Most everybody I've seen so far is putting Corral ahead of JT Daniels, which he absolutely belongs there, without a doubt. Pro Football Focus was the most recent one. Pro Football Focus had Matt Corral as their first-team preseason All-SEC quarterback. If I had to bet on a guy that would finish the season like that, it would probably be the quarterback at Alabama just because he plays quarterback at Alabama. But Matt Corral, I think, has a a great chance to go wall-to-wall on this thing. And because of places like Pro Football Focus and these other preview magazines that are putting Matt Corral as their first-team guy, you know, maybe the media in Hoover will actually do the right thing here. Because I have thought often that it's not going to go down like this, but maybe it might. Here's what Pro Football Focus said about Matt Corral. He gets to orchestrate the the favorable Lane Kiffin offense, but he has led that offense to near perfection last season. His week seven performance against Arkansas was the only blip as he racked up six interceptions and earned a 30.8 passing grade in that nightmare start. Despite that, Corral earned a 90.5 PFF grade for the season. He was that good the rest of the year. Even if you look at the LSU game where he turned it over a bunch, I know it's hard to do if you ignore the turnovers. He played a hell of a game that night, too, especially with his legs. Corral piled up the fifth most deep passing yards, they say, at 1,265 in 2020. On throws of 10-plus yards downfield, the Ole Miss quarterback ranked fifth in percentage of accurate passes thrown, even with that six-interception performance against Arkansas. He still managed to rank in the top 20 in the FBS when it came to negatively graded throw rate. He paired that with the 11th best positivity graded throw rate, making him one of six Power 5 quarterbacks to rank in the top 20 in both categories. Uh, his downfield passing, his deep ball effectiveness is unbelievable at times when you really go back and watch him. For what it's worth, the second team had Miles Brennan. Third team had Emery Jones. They really like Emory Jones's upside, apparently. An honorable mention was Connor Bazlack from Missouri. He's got a really bad team around him. Uh, I would have thrown a bone uh, to the poor kid at Vanderbilt, Ken Seals. I think he's going to end up being a pretty good player on a bad roster. I think I liked him more than Bazlack from Missouri. That's who I would have put there for whatever it's worth. Jerry and Ely was the second team uh, running back behind Tank Bigsby at Auburn. Absolutely fine with that selection there. Uh, they had Ely in front of Kevin Harris, which is fascinating because Harris is a hell of a player. But Ely's versatility should be on display this year with the absence of Elijah Moore. So he was on the second team running back. No wide receivers for Ole Miss, understandably so. Uh, when it comes to that, uh, you had Jaden Wally from Mississippi State on there for whatever it's worth. He's a good player. He was on the honorable mention. Tight uh, Tight end. Did not feature anybody from Ole Miss on the offensive line. You had Jeremy James, an honorable mention guard. You had Ben Brown, an honorable mention center. You had on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see. I know there's a couple. Linebacker Chance Campbell was a preseason second team all SEC, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, They need him to come in and play and play well right away. If they're going to be as good as some people think they are, they need him to be a good player right away. And Jerry Neely also made uh, honorable mention kick returner. So um, for whatever that's worth to you, there's the pro football focus preseason All-SEC team. I'm buying all the preview magazines this week. I, I got the, the Lindy's one already. I'll get Phil Steele in the mailbox at some point, and we'll look at those as well. It's possible that I won't have to be doing this solo anymore, which is uh, at times difficult and painful. I might be adding a co-host here soon to just bounce stuff off of and make a more refined product on here. Uh, Those details should be ironed out this weekend, and next week we'll have have a better product for you, I think. Uh, So be looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that. So hopefully it all works out. But for now, big-time pickup for Ole Miss on the defensive line. Matt Corral will be signing a bunch of endorsement deals. They're just being a little bit more pragmatic about it because he's got a lot of options right now. And um, he might get the credit he deserves in the preseason all SEC teams. So have a great weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully we'll have some news for you next week to deliver you – Always looking to improve, but uh, definitely when it comes to this, improving the uh, the product. So hopefully it all works out. Thank you guys for tuning in. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll talk to you again on a Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.